absolute cuckoo town across Milwaukee this week and huge weekend. And then we spill right into the Milwaukee Air and Water Show mm-hmm. the following week. Here we go. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Thirteen on Wisconsin's morning news. It is on an absolutely huge weekend here across southeast Wisconsin, Milwaukee centric. Of course, you've got the Harley Davidson Homecoming, the 120th anniversary celebration, which begins officially today. You've seen an increase in bikes throughout southeast Wisconsin oh, over yeah. the week. Mm-hmm. The Back- rain probably didn't help a little bit yesterday, but they were still out. They were still rolling yesterday. Well, it's just kind of like in golf. You like you golf in the rain. Well, if you got the gear, all good, <laughs> yeah, right? Just put on the poncho. So, right. If you don't, that's a pretty wet ride. And surely you'd rather not ride in the rain. But, yeah, our Brandon Snyder does sports with us in the morning. He's a Harley-Davidson rider. He participated in the ride with uh, House of Harley. Mm-hmm. Yep, yesterday, yep. So I think was... he's headed out there literally right now as well. <laughs> He'll be out there the next several days. They've got another ride uh, coming from House of Harley today, and all of these have charitable components. Uh, House of Harley-Davidson, that's the one about 60th and Layton there on the south side in Greenfield. They pretty much own Layton Avenue this week. Mm-hmm. It's, it's awesome. Like The bikes are parked for blocks around the dealership because in addition to the rides then, they've got free entertainment, so they've got uh, their own couple of pretty decent bands um, coming through at House of Harley. Other dealerships across southeast Wisconsin also having their own events. I would encourage you if you have not been or you're thinking like, I am not, I don't have tickets to Veterans Park or I don't want to whatever, at least check out one of the dealerships that's near you. No doubt they've got something. If right. nothing else, increased activity. Oh, for sure. Your chance to interact with some riders literally from around the world. I remember that. That's the most significant thing for me. I told the story that I, I worked at the Harley-Davidson 90th anniversary celebration, which would have been, what, 93? Yes. That's when I was working at Susie's mm-hmm. Cheesecakes, and we had a booth on the Summerfest grounds. And that was a, a one day, come to the Summerfest grounds, do stuff. They had shows at the amphitheater and some of the other stages. Yeah. I remember Jay Leno walking through there. There was big entourage. People he was with the him. 100th, too, wasn't he? I, yeah, I think say they had was... a role for him as well. And I don't know if it was official or not, but he wanted to be here because he's yeah. a rider. That's cool. And then just seeing what that could be, and that was a precursor then to the 100th, which was just absolutely huge 20 years ago. 110th was a pretty big one. 115th, maybe not the same level of buzz because you had a lot of folks maybe who were committed to Mm -hmm, coming. mm -hmm. You're talking about international travelers to this one, the 120th. I do remember catching some uh, riders from Germany get off the ferry one morning, I went out there and yeah, knew oh, they were coming. Yeah, yeah, they were super excited to be Motor Farad. <laughs> Farad is bike. Motor, motor Farad. Yeah. That's a, you sound just like him. I met some Germans. You know what they told me? With, why they love to come over here and ride and what's different about our Harley-Davidson motorcycles than theirs? Softer buns. No. Well, <laughs> why? Why? Can I ask you how you had that on a hot key ready to play at any time? It just kind of works out. Anyway, go ahead. That wasn't it. What 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 could it be? Let's run through the exercise. These guys coming over from Germany, they have Harley-Davidson motorcycles that they ride in Europe, mm-hmm. but they said ours here are different. What's different? Steering wheels on the other side. <laughs> no, that's not Bikes it. don't have steering wheels. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you, Debbie. Okay. <laughs> Eric, you know bikes don't have steering wheels. Did you know that? I don't think the guy should talk about steering um, wheels on bikes. I, what would that be then? You got a thought, Deb? What's different? Uh, the suspension. Okay. I don't know. The sound. 
Really? Uh, everybody uh, says uh, they have ordinances and laws yep. and whatever in many European countries, including what the Germans told me where they lived, and they can't have their bikes as loud as we have them here. <laughs> like everything is suppressed, and so they get here in Milwaukee. Holy cow! <laughs> They're on Brady Street. <laughs> what? <laughs> and they love it. These guys friggin' love it, and that's awesome. So I would encourage you, you know. Even if you don't ride, and you know, I, I talk with Bill Davidson, who's been a friend to me over the last number of years. I got to know him through a mutual friend, yeah. and so we spend time together. And I always, I always thank Bill, and I always make sure that I ask him about this. And Bill is the great grandson of one of the founding Davidsons, and he runs the museum now and does other things for the company. And so I always talk about Bill about how welcome I'm made to feel, not only by him. Uh, we talked with Mark McLean at House of Harley. I brought my kids to their events there. And here's a conversation I had with Bill uh, just a few weeks ago about the upcoming 120th. To be able to celebrate an astounding 120 years of our great company here in Milwaukee and welcome people from all over the world, from all walks of life, it's an amazing experience. Riders and non-riders welcome. Tons of events at the museum begin today as well. Factory tours begin today. You have to sign up for those. But uh, I was, I think for the 100th, I was with a lot of people who wanted to see, I want to see where my engine was born. Yeah, I think they had right? the powertrain plant yeah, on the edge of Menominee Falls mm-hmm. there. Yep. A couple of other facilities may be open. And then the concerts and stuff at Veterans Park begin tomorrow. And just a reminder, too, even if you have no interest, not inclined to participate, all that... Totally fine, but just be mindful of the fact that there are going to be bikes everywhere. And then on top of it, Keep Bastille that head on Days the starts at 11 o'clock this morning. That's right. My favorite festival. Love it. Is your son still running tonight? He's going to yeah, storm the Bastille? Yeah, my kid's running in the 5K tonight. He's going to storm it with some of his buddies. He's going to storm it, man. Yeah. He's storm the Bastille. Mm-hmm. Going to run, run with a giant flag. Is he? No. 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 <laughs> I wanted to run with a TMJ flag. Yeah. Outfit him. We'll have Adam do that. Adam Roberts, I reporter. Yeah, I can get him all suited up. I'll give him a mic flag. We'll do the whole thing. Are you, now, you're a runner, right, Adam? Uh, a little bit. So I do run in this event every year as well. At least I have for the last few years. Um, now, I did have an incident at Summerfest a couple weeks ago where my knee kind of popped out of place, so we had to get that back in, but leg feels fine, so I should be okay. Okay, if you need a guy, I can refer you. Ah, okay, thanks. Orthopedic Associates <laughs> of Wisconsin. Hey. hey there. So, absolute cuckoo town across Milwaukee this week, and huge weekend, and then we spill right into the Milwaukee Air and Water Show mm-hmm. the following week. Here we go. Not enough Summer's to do? Here. Not enough to do for you? 819 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Do you have the time to listen to me whine? About nothing and everything all at once. I am on the 825 on Wisconsin's morning news. You stirred something up with Tausch today because we had trivia with Tausch just before 8 o'clock. Eric won the trivia, but our caller contestant had picked Tausch to win. Yeah, and usually... So she did not win a prize. Yeah, so you don't get a prize. But I had suggested, since she was so awesome and so sweet, that we give her a prize anyway. And Tausch was PO'd about that she idea. She jumped right on you. You can't mess with Tausch. Like, he's... <laughs> he'll, he'll give it right back to you. So he suggested that maybe when your kid wins fourth place, you want him to win the first place trophy I'm then, like, huh? no, absolutely no. not. I don't no want... No participation I, Please, no more trophies like that in our house. Please. We got an interesting text, too, about trophies and somebody texted in the old national bank talk and text line uh, discussing like what do you do with all those trophies and you know whether they're first place or not in regards to trophies last night i opened a box and it was my boys trophies pinewood derby cars 
rain gutter, regatta boats, yep. punt pass and kicks, certificates and medals. What do I do with all this? Honestly, I've I, gone through that. I have my old stuff still. Some of it I've tossed. Some of it I've given to the kids thinking that they'd be interested in it. Like, why do I want your old trophy, Dad? This was my father's trophy. <laughs> yeah. When he got third place at the Pinewood Derby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, do you, what do you think? I don't know what to do with half that stuff. I have tossed some of it, but I, I don't know. I feel weird throwing things like that away. You feel away. bad. Yeah. Like, like throwing I'm, it away. Yeah, I don't, and I'm I don't know why. This, but for what? I went through that purge maybe seven, eight years ago where I found the box of tennis trophies and other stuff. I still have my Pinewood Derby trophy. Yeah, me too. And other stuff. that the cars. That did mean something to me, but like... What am I going to do? Hang hang a tennis trophy from college on my no, wall now? God no! Who Come does on. like? Well, really? people do that. <laughs> well, I don't. Right? <laughs> oh, I see you won mm. such and such award with the Green Knights yeah, huh? back Must've in nineteen ninety one. Some kind of player, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's. So I what I did was I took pictures of everything, just so I would have a picture or okay. a record in my brain of having done that. So like. Just a picture of all of them next to each other? Yeah, and then... I laid them out. Just took a picture. I didn't, like, decorate it up. I just laid them out just so I had a record and that my brain could retain or one day revisit the fact that I was once good at something Okay, for a moment. <laughs> for a night. It gives you a little dopamine kick, and then you move on. There is something to that, too, just being able to remember something like that, because some of that would never enter my brain ever again, ever. But then I see a picture or a trophy or something like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Don't take him to Goodwill with the name on it. My friend did that, and a friend's son saw it. She went and bought it back. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 827 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Hey, what's with Pancake's Eye today? Are you Greg Pancake Hill produces the program, and you had, like, scratchy eye yesterday. Yeah, it's gross. I don't know what's going on. I went to the <laughs> I went to the doctor yesterday. Oh, good. All right. And uh, they gave me some drops and a little ointment. And, okay. um, no good? Well, not yet. Uh, hopefully, we'll kick it in here shortly. Did they diagnose it? Is it a sty? Uh, that that's was my prediction. what the diagnosis came back as, or is that? I guess that's what we all agreed upon, because she's seen it before, and I was like, I think that's what it is, too. And then that meeting was over. Well, who asked you? That's why you went to the doctor. Yeah, what well, do you think it was it is? more of a kind of a collaborative effort, <laughs> oh, it right. seemed like. so. Sty, does that sound good to you? Yeah, it's good, good enough right. for me. I can well, still go to work. WebMD. Didn't, I didn't have much leverage, and so she was like, yeah, it looks like a sty. I'm like, I thought so, so good. We're, we're there. Glad you were treated rapidly. So you put the stuff on it. It's shiny. It's, shi- it's gross. It does not feel now, good either. Now, can you touch, like, stuff? Are you? Is I'm that... not touching my eye, for sure. But are you contagious? I'm, she said I wasn't when we came to the negotiated, you agreed the negotiated conclusion was, yeah, you're not good. Because I asked, like, am I good to go? I was like, Should, am, am I good to go to work tomorrow? And she said, you could take off if you want. I don't care. And I said, all right, well, <laughs> here we are continuing to negotiate my day. I just really want my diagnosis in medicine, please. See, both sides compromised. Yeah, we came to a conclusion. Agreement. Yeah, right. Was that diagnosis otherwise delayed in any way? Um, what do you mean? What else did you all talk about? Oh, well, I mean, there was <laughs> so the discussion about this this of morning. talking about the eye, of course, and then a lot of the appointment was dedicated to talking about Vince Vitrano, how he's no longer <laughs> on four it. anymore, because oh. obviously you talk about what you do for work. Hey, you know, I mentioned I work at a radio station, this radio station. Oh, Vince Vitrano. Yep, I'm his producer. I'm his guy. Oh, yeah, we miss him on four and everything. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had to do that. So, um, what about my eye? Yeah, no, the eye, I'll get you some drops and everything, but man, I really wish Vinny was on TV. <laughs> uh, listen, he's on the radio you, every day. You could come on WTMJ. He's on the radio every Every morning, we'd love to have you. 
So what's he like? Poor guy just goes in to get his eye fixed. So when is my prescription going to be in, Doc? Right. Yeah, no, he'll be in in the Walgreens. We'll get yeah, it don't to worry you. About so it. Anyway, what, so is he okay? Like, is are they doing okay at the TV station? I I don't know. I don't work there. I'm not sure. Oh, I love it. I hope you feel better. Right now you look like Costanza when he had the lemon squeezing his eye. Yeah, I don't feel great, but we'll get it. Are you, are you winking? <laughs> 839 in Wisconsin's Morning News. used to say in business, Eric, it's not what you know, it's who you know, right? I think that's still true in many ways. You network a little bit? Yeah, networking, and you see the colleges and universities that are really dedicated to their alumni. I think of Marquette here. You, Marquette takes care of its own, mm-hmm. right? Oh, oh, yeah. Marquette, Marquette. Yeah, right. They got help each other out. Sure. I think there's a new recipe for success. Maybe it's not even that new. It's more pronounced now. Not necessarily easy, but it's pretty simple. It's not what you know nor who you know, but whether you're willing to show up a deterioration in work ethic, for sure. I think a lot of us, and we've been talking about it, to some degree post-COVID, people in a healthy way sort of reevaluating their work-life balance. That's not something I ever heard about until COVID. That doesn't bother me, though. People wanting sure. to enjoy their short life. We don't, we don't have a lot of time on this planet. But beyond that, you're seeing it maybe where you work. You're seeing it where you shop, where you go out for entertainment, across the hospitality industry. It just feels like stuff doesn't work as well anymore. And in a lot of cases, it's because like we as a collective workforce are just not doing as good enough job. And I hear that from hiring managers. I hear that from people in business all the time. Uh, this deterioration greater than it's been in our workplace execution seems to have a lot to do with so many more workers not doing the basics. And I'd say we're less talented or less intelligent. We're just less motivated or less committed to detail. We're just not doing a good enough job anymore. And I bring that up today because I had a conversation with a guy I've known for a couple of years. He's the chief human resources officer for Uline. That's that huge company in southern Kenosha County. Oh, yeah. Right by the state line there. Can't Mm. miss it. Enormous complex. Giant warehouses. I've been in one of those warehouses a couple of years ago. I took a tour for a story at TMJ4, and then I also toured the campus of Uline. And they, they sell everything there. They primarily serve like businesses and stuff. So whether it's paper, whether it's shipping, shipping materials, whether you need a fountain for the courtyard at your building, they've got, they got that. It. It's in a warehouse right now in Kenosha, I promise you. The catalog, which they still make, is two inches thick. There you go. So Gil De La Salas is this guy. He's in charge of hiring and managing some 9,000 employees across North America. We're talking blue-collar jobs, white-collar jobs, corporate, warehouse, what have you. He's the chief human resources officer for Uline. And I'm talking to him with him yesterday they they have a couple of job fairs that they wanted to publicize. One is today and one is over the weekend. You can go to Uline for more information on that. But what struck me in my conversation with Gil was this back and forth we had on what he's looking for. I just said, all right, who stands out to you now in the workforce when you're hiring employees? Who stands out? Personally, I'm, I'm really just looking for someone in their background that can, can share some examples in which they were uh, dependable, coming into work, willing to work hard. Uh, able to work with others, you know, demonstrate a good spirit of teamwork. Isn't it interesting, though, Gil, that we're talking about um, um, listening to you who hires people for this huge company here in southeast Wisconsin, and the distinguishing factors in the workforce now are not necessarily level of education, not necessarily even aptitude. It's some of the basics that anybody can do. Can you show up? Can you be on time? Can you demonstrate a work ethic? Yes, that's exactly right. I think that, you know, the trends that I'm seeing in the workforce, and some of it could be the results of pandemics. You know, we just want people who are going to show up. 
<laughs> Good start. Come on. He says, and we've heard this from employers before, they've been ghosted, like somebody who is going to be in the interview mm-hmm. and then doesn't show up for the interview, or they hire and doesn't show up on the first yep, day. Yep, we've had that. And vice versa. I know we, we also talked about how some businesses are not great in their candidate process, where they ghost back the people that were applying for mm-hmm. a job, and yep. that's not good either. So some of this is poor management. You know, people, as our guy Mike Grubich from LAK Group told us the other day, people leave managers. They don't leave organizations. So a lot of times when you quit your job, it's because the person above you or a couple above you made you miserable. Or have no confidence in. Right. But uh, here's Gil De La Salas at Uline, huge employer, saying, well, for basics, can you show up? And then when you get here, can you be committed to hard work? It almost feels like in that job application process, like we talk about the college essay, Sure, here are my grades, here are my test scores, here are whatever, but so many colleges and universities waiting your story. What's in your story, in your essay? What makes you stand out? So if in that essay portion of your next job interview, you can communicate to that hiring manager, this here's, a, here's an example of how I showed up under tough circumstances. Here's an example of how I, sh- I can demonstrate my commitment to my job, to my employer, to doing hard work. You're going to be ahead of the game. Speaking of jobs, Hollywood is going to grind to a halt. Actors likely going on strike starting today. It'll be formalized this morning. They are ready to walk after the deadline passed late Wednesday for a new contract with the Hollywood Studios. So they are not going to go to the studios anymore. No more acting as of now as they try to hammer this out. What's the issue? The Actors Union, sag they are pushing for increases in wages, increasing increases in uh, residual payments, which are like royalties for when TV and film is re-aired, and protections against AI, for example. So that's Anusha Sakui. She's with the LA Times. So yeah, the AI thing, they really want to make sure that they're protecting their likeness that's one of the concerns there that the actors want to make sure that they're not taken advantage of, that AI can just start creating their faces and doing things for them since we're seeing that now. And also all the streaming services, like just making sure they're getting the residuals they believe they deserve for all the streaming since that's really exploded over the past however many years. So going on strike, that means all the shows, some may disappear forever, are going to start grinding to a halt in the near future. You know, something to consider, too, because we hear actors and all oh, those actors, they're, they're rich, they're making millions and, and whatever. And some of them are. Some of them are. But not everybody's Matt Damon. Right? Some of the, the people in this group are also the people who were an extra in three episodes of Chicago Fire. <laughs> Although that, per- that person's probably got another job, though, too, though, right? Well, sure, but is trying to make yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. Right? You're right. Very often. Hmm. And, you know. Folks like that or people with smaller roles or smaller productions, right? They're part of this as well. So, yes, there are those, the Hollywood elite who are impacted, but, okay, I don't make a movie for another six months. It'll be fine. Other folks out there in the, in the working part of that industry, I think, are deeply impacted. So one of the last times we had a strike like this, the president of SAG, I, I triviaed you yesterday. I quizzed you, and you got it right. Bing! It was Ronald Reagan one of the last times the actors went on strike, he was the head of the union. The union head now is <laughs> Fran Drescher. She is the president of the SAG-AFTRA right now. So she's the one doing some of the negotiating and getting out in front of this story. And that actually was a cut of her reaction to the last contract offer. They said, yeah, what do you think of this, Miss Drescher? <laughs> she walked away. <laughs> 10 to 9 on Wisconsin's Morning News.
We probably still do need rain, even though Milwaukee official rain total was over an inch and a half or somewhere in that neighborhood for that single day yesterday. Everybody got in on it, and it just never stopped raining. And you don't have to tell that to me or Steve Scafidi, Sandy Max in studio with us. Steve, Sandy and I were supposed to have a croquet thing yesterday, raising yeah. money for Penfield Children's yeah. Center. Yeah, how'd that go? <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> it, yeah, it was soggy. It was, uh, you know, how long have we gone without rain? And we Long planned, periods this yeah, summer. And yeah, we planned this fun croquet match, and it was just a soaker yesterday. But, you know, when you're at the Estabrook Beer Garden and Hans Weisgerber is there himself? Mm. Got it's a good some fallback. Steins, yeah. And we, Hans uh, was dealing. Can I get you a beer? Yes, sir. <laughs> I had wow. the Hefeweiss That's and nice. uh, I had the Dunkel. Two. Very well good. done. Yep. Excellent. Dunkel's good. I double dunkled. <laughs> it was good stuff. Yeah. So it was a nice team building time. You know to- what I did? I, I sat outside a little bit and watched the steadiness of the rain and appreciated it because it was it was like not all at once. It was you know you know you're a long guy. You know yeah. this. That's the oh. best rain. That's the quality rain. That will make Billstead's nasty-looking yard look good. Yeah, it will. See, I can't wait to see what it looks like. Guys like him now catch up right away. Hey, yeah. take a look it's at like, this. Uh-huh. They did no work whatsoever. <laughs> lawn no. looks nice, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, because everything was just not growing, and now it's all the same height again. And Oh, man, man, man. Aren't you a lucky? And you live the best life, Billstead. I do. I do. I'm Team Eric. Like. Just mow it. Right. It's fine and dandy. Yeah. I, I do want to mention one of us have higher standards. Sandy's here because there was a charitable component to what we were yes. doing with our croquet match for Penfield Children's Center, and the, the charitable aspect is still on. We were asking folks to text the word "match" to the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line M A T C H to eight five five six one six one six twenty to raise money for Penfield, and that fundraiser is still open through today. We've just delayed the croquet. And we're we're looking good because of generous WTMJ fans because it, it's that good spirited competition. So uh, we were in the top five of the teams there you go. last time we checked. So uh, thanks to everyone who has texted in so far. But yeah, please uh, help out the fine folks because not only do they do wonderful work at Penfield Children's Center helping families with children with developmental disabilities and the families always need that support. But they're really good people. They were apologetic. They were like, we really thought we could do this. We're just going to postpone this and have a good time. And they were really kind. And It was the right call to not play. Like, (laughs) I rolled up. I'm like, because I had asked earlier in the day, what's the rain plan? They're like, rain or shine. Mm. Really, though? (laughs) And the real treat was not only did we huddle and still have some brats and beer and uh, socialize together. It was a nice chance to get to chat with Vince. But... Our beloved Gene Miller was the MC of the event and nice. finally set down his binder and just chatted with us because like there, there's nothing to MC. You can just uh, do play by play of oh how many dunkles did he put down? He was good for a dunkle and a half. All right, I would say yeah. so. Yeah, he, he's a consumer of the beer product. Yeah, but you guys are up next. WTMJ now is next with Stephen Sandy. Now on WTMJ.